0: How are we all? And uh, well, welcome to our final episode. You'll be sad to hear, I'm sure. So, uh, a positive result off the back of a positive result on the weekend against Burnham. We managed to avoid another unwanted record, thankfully. We've put some questions out there. The questions we put out this week, or the questions our number one. Social media person as it Dan tight has put out there because Brandon don't get up that much during the week as follows Are you looking forward to next season or are you a bit more trepid in your feelings towards next season and? also Obviously our swaz end of the season awards goal young player and player of the year We've got no prizes (laughs) <laughs> so don't think there's a cup or socks or an egg timer on its way to you in the post so sorry we we just can't afford it brandon's costing me too much money <laughs> so no surprise no no prizes but plenty of surprises we got a great surprise for you today
1: i wonder if our sponsor could have uh thrown in a like an old
0: Fiat Panda or something like that. I know. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. But I very got much a wheel, doubt that you would have been able to do that because they don't make them anymore. <laughs> Not the ones <laughs> we would have been affording anyway. <laughs> All right. So the surprise we've got for you, our guest today, we've got a special guest joining us today, fresh from a cup final win last weekend and making a debut on a bit of Swaz. We will have the wonderful... Cardiff City women's defender, Hannah Daly. Quick shout-out to our sponsor, Jeff White Motors. Jeff White Motors, they have over 500 cars in stock, all situated in the same place. Great parking facilities. So, new or used vehicles, Jeff White's is the place to go and get yourself sorted. Alternatively, you can go to the website, jeffwhitemotors.co.uk, and see all the stuff they have online. So let me introduce D T and Brandon. Gentlemen, how are we? It's a Tuesday that feels like a Monday, isn't it? After the bank
1: holiday, so I feel quite Monday-ish, but I think you're all gonna cheer me up.
0: I'm feeling lovely. Also looking forward. I will cheer you up already because our guest has arrived. Yeah, nice welcome. It. Hannah. Are you keeping well?
2: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are Welcome you? Welcome
0: to the Swaz. well, we're good. Welcome to a bit of Swaz. It's a debut. Thank you. how do you, you feel? You're nervous? You're like, yeah, you know? I am a little bit nervous. Thank
2: you for having <laughs> me, Bill.
0: <laughs> I've just introed you and thought you were coming on in 10 minutes, but look at that. Earlier the bad. Brandon was Brandon was about an hour and a half late last week. So, oh. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> one
3: time I'll never <laughs> live it down. I never live this down. We're
1: glad of someone being prompt. <laughs> Hannah, how would you deal with nerves in your career then? So you, you had a big cup final last week. Yeah, any little routines you do?
2: So for me, what I try and do before a game, I've got a dog. and um, I've got a cockapoo called Mo. So I tend to, like, go on a long walk with him before the game and just try and, like, clear my mind going out with him. And then when I get to the stadium, wherever we're playing, it's just listening to, like, music helps me. There's, like, good songs. But we have different DJs every week, so that when, <laughs> when there's a DJ on that hasn't got great taste in music, it's a bit hard. Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Can it
0: affect their performance? Yeah. So, Can so it affect I their used to, I used to say it about... And this is no disrespect, right? Because like, it's almost blasphemy if you say this in, in Wales football. When I played for Wales, Speedo, God rest him, he, he, he loves acoustic guitar and all that, right? So he would play... Like the Manics or the Phonics. Now I love both of them, right? But you need—I would say—you need that sort of beat, that that bass line to to get you going. There's no bass in there, right? So it's like it's—it used to be—it was—it's easy to get up for a game, but you know your normal routine of that that music, which really sat, singing it, and slowly sat getting fired, ready for the game. It never happened for me with Wales because the. Uh, the music wasn't the best, so... Uh, so Gary Speed is playing guitar
1: in, in the Welsh Changing Room bef- no, before... No, 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 he used to play no, what, guitar... He's
0: playing a live show. <laughs> he, he used to play, he used to play, although he did play, him and Cole Coleman, him and Cookie used to play, because Cookie taught Speedo how to play guitar. I mean, we're, we are drifting way off. <laughs> but he used to teach him, he, used to, he taught Gary Speed how to play guitar. Uh, and used to meet up at the Vale and I swear, I used to be in the room next door to them. Like, I don't mind music, right? I love music. But, like, in the beginning, speed was awful, right? As you would be learning, right? And you see your cook, you'd be really patient with him. Oh, no, no, no. no. Music was terrible. And then, bit by bit, you'd go away. A couple of months later, you'd come back. Speeds practice, practiced, be a bit better. You'd go away. A year had gone past, and then Speeds could play. You, and then, him and, him and Cookie would jam. you know what I mean and then it was like okay you could take this because it it sounds decent so yeah just a little story for our listeners about the great Gary Speed and Chrissy Coleman Uh, so Hannah uh, on top of the the music what's your sort of your routine when you get into the dressing room then
2: so for me we get in we all sit down have a chat and then our coach will come in and um, just go through like the order of the day like what time we need to be out and all of that and then we just literally get ready then basically get ready to go out we've got about we've got a lot of time to hang around in there before we go out Mm. so we have about like 40 minutes before we go out so it's just filling that time keeping yourself busy so you're not overthinking the game that you've got coming up so yeah a lot of the girls um I don't have tiktok but a lot of the girls make tiktoks before the game, so they'll oh, do like dances, just... like famous dances. But I feel like I'm a bit past that now. I'm 28. I'm not, I'm not youthful <laughs> like then. So that's what they Nathan's, like to do.
1: Nathan's, on TikTok. don't you, Nathan?
2: Don't
0: be so ridiculous. Hey, it's <laughs> never I too late to jump on the TikTok. Never too late to jump on the TikTok. I don't it's even, know, I don't on even know on tic- TikTok. The only TikTok I know is when my clock goes off, mate. That <laughs> is it. Right. That's as far as my extent of knowledge on TikTok goes. Hannah, any any strange routines or any anything strange? Because I used to play with a player used to throw up before every game. You got anyone like that?
2: Um, we haven't got players who are sick, but a lot of people. I don't know if I can say this, but a lot of people do go back and forth to like the loo a lot, um, before okay. games. Um, okay. But yeah, there's not really any strange routines. It's just just everybody in there just getting along with each other, ready for the match, pretty much.
0: Mm-hmm. How has it been over the, the, the transformation over the last few years playing for Cardiff? Yeah. Because we'll go into the cup game now in a moment, but you're you, you slowly but surely climbing that league.
2: Yeah, we've um, we've definitely closed the gap on the teams around us, like the Swansea and the Cardiff Met. We're definitely closing the gap on them. Over the last three years, we... We've progressed so much. We've now gone an under 16s and the under-19s team. And the youth coming through with that has really helped us, you know, positively. The girls are coming through and we've got a good mixture of experience and youth now in our senior team coming from the under nineteens and the under sixteens, which has been really good. And just as a club in general, we've just we've got a style now that we play with. We've got, we know how we want to set up, we know what we want to do. And That's come from Ian helping us the past three years, coaching us. So, yeah, we've really progressed a lot. And, you know, it's going in the right direction with the backing from the club. So everything's going really well. And, you know, it's it's the first time in about a couple of years, few years, that we've won silverware this year. So it just goes to show all the hard work going on behind the scenes and the youth coming through, how much it's been a positive impact on us.
0: Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing achievement. Because I, I always feel like a lot of clubs have been very late to female football, right? But when I was at Chelsea as a 16 year old, like what was that? Ten years ago, Nath, was it? I was going to say four years ago, yeah. <laughs> maybe five. But we we used on a on a Thursday we used to go to college, and Arsenal had a ladies team then. That was in the 80s, Alright? So to think, like 2020. 2022 now and like Cardiff just stand to arrive, but the the structure of the women's football should be no different to the men's, right? I I, I say that all the time, especially now that you've got the the women's WSL and what have you, uh, and the women's Welsh Premier League, you should now be trying to emulate, right? So training grounds academy set up 23s first team and it's a progression because ultimately there's there's no difference in you wanting to win the league and the cup to anybody else right male or female it's it is about winning but the opportunity needs to be there do you think that Cardiff have grown in that sense over the last couple of years
2: yeah definitely when I first started playing for Cardiff it was 2011 I think and um you know, we just started a the women's team. They hadn't had a women's team for about 10 years, I think, or yeah. maybe a little bit less than that. So thinking back where we were then, we didn't even have kits. Um, the kit we had. Was, yeah, you have had me
0: down. Yeah, you?
2: literally. I think I had quite balleries <laughs> shorts. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I had his shorts on. And, and then um when the club badge changed, we weren't because we didn't have the brand new kit, we had to cover up the the badge that we had, because you weren't allowed to wear that around the ground. So when I think back then to where we are now, we get kit, we've got kit sponsors, we've got our own kit sponsor, Vans Direct on the front. It's come such a long way. And we only did have that senior team. We didn't have like an under-19s or under-16s. So, you know, it is, the pathway is growing for like younger girls to get involved at a younger age with Cardiff, which is really good. And hopefully, like you said, it can just progress to be on par with the men's and have like that under twenty-threes have an academy. That would that's what I would wish for in the future with Cardiff.
0: So Brand, do you want to jump in? You can have a question if you want. Well, I was just, Me and yeah, I was just gonna stop talking.
3: yeah, sorry. I was just gonna um jump in what what you just said then about how the team has progressed over the past few years. Do you think that's because of as you said, the, the new coach implemented a philosophy in the team and, you know, everyone's sort of on the same page now. Like how important do you think that has been?
2: Yeah, I think that's really important. Since Ian's come in, I think he came in 2018, but he's been our first team coach now for the past couple of years. And he's got a style of play and he's worked on that the past three years. And it's taken time for us all to get used to it. But now it's it's embedded in us. We all know our style of play. We know how we want to play out, how, how we want to keep the ball, what um, plays to go through, how we set up on set pieces. And it's really, we just all know what each other are doing at every moment on the pitch, which I think has just helped us. And it's also brought us closer together. We're, we're like one big family now. Everybody, you know, is there for each other. And I think that just shows on the pitch. And that's come from Ian and the coaching staff around us.
3: Yeah, I can imagine as well, that's like the plan for that to f- trickle down to the in the 19s and the under-16s, so it's a sort of throughout, and that's, hopefully we'll get it going even more and reach the men's uh, level.
2: Yeah, that's the goal.
1: Hannah, there's been some really like big results for the team this season as well, so we'll get on to the cup win, but um, you know, listeners are used to us talking about Derby defeats to Swansea this, this <laughs> season, <laughs> unfortunately, Absolutely. and, and having, having a little cry, and... um. You know, you, you've beaten. I, I went along with my daughter, who was three, to the um, the home league game against Swansea, which which didn't go your way, unfortunately. But she absolutely loved it and had a great day out. But but since then, you know, the the, the two following games against Swansea in the league, you know, you you kind of got rid of their unbeaten record. They they not lost in the league since twenty eighteen, I think. So how how did that feel?
2: Yeah, like words can't even describe how great that is. Like they're past. I don't know. Like couple of years, but every time we played Swansea, it was kind of like a mental block. We we knew we were capable of beating them, but we just, on the day, it just didn't go our way. So to beat them at home and also take away their unbeaten record is just an amazing feeling. It was unreal and the support (laughs) from everyone and afterwards all the, like on social media, all the support we had was just a really big boost for us. And it was a crazy game because it was when we had that really bad weather so you'd picked the ball. You didn't know what way the ball was going to go that game. But yeah, it was just an amazing feeling. And to beat Swansea is a great feeling, but to take the unbeaten record away as well was amazing.
1: And then to follow it up and do it again in the, in the semi-final.
2: Yeah, that was great. Like to beat them in the semi Because obviously beating them in the league, you know, people say, oh, it's just a fluke, Swansea weren't one on off. it. off, yeah, And then yeah, yeah, yeah. we knew that we had to make a statement then and go and beat them again in the semi-final. So to go to that semi-final and, you know, play the way we did and come away, getting ourselves into the final then, that was also an amazing feeling. Probably one of my favourite games other than the final, the whole season, beating them in the semi-final, just because we'd proved everyone it wasn't a fluke the first time. So
0: yeah, that was a, a great day as well. How 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 does that how does the the the, how, the rivalry how is it built? Because obviously there's not like tens of years of like you know playing each other and rivalry and fans and what have you. So how how is it is, is do you see that as like the biggest game of the season or Cardiff Met is the biggest game of the season? Are they still the number one rivals I, on the women's side? Um,
2: I'd say both of them are pretty much on par as rivalry. Every time we play them, it feels like a, a derby, both Cardiff and mm-hmm. Swansea. With Swansea and us, it's just the rivalries just come from, obviously, the men's game. The, the, there's a massive rivalry <laughs> yeah. between them, yeah. so we feel that as well between us and them. Um, it's yeah. probably not as, um like, what's the word, as crazy as the men's Intense. game in terms of, like, tackles flying in as, as they do in normal derby. There were
0: no tackles flying in no, this no, no. year. Yeah. <laughs> Not for us. Not anyway. for us. <laughs> Not for us. <laughs> you
3: look like to see a pass.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, those games. They're the games that you look forward to, and you 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 enjoy playing when you're winning. Obviously, you enjoy playing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and now that we've kind of closed the gap on them, I'm really looking forward to next season playing them again and seeing how well we do against them again in the new year.
3: It's an interesting fixture um, against Cardiff Met. Like, what is the feeling like? Because obviously with Cardiff City, they've never played Cardiff Met football. So what is actually the feeling like when you come up against, you know, you're only going up the road, really, to play? Yeah. What is the feeling like going towards Is it still as big?
2: It's kind of like in your head, you know that they're a good team and you just want to go out there and prove hmm. that, you know, we're Cardiff City we wear this badge with pride Mm. and we want to show everybody that we're the best team in the league so it kind of feels like that when you play Cardiff Met obviously they are a part of the university so they have a lot of Americans who come over um, from America and study so they, they do have like a lot of players who come and they join them so their team is all it does get strong every season from the international players that they sign so you just Every time you play them, you just want to go out there and prove that, you know, we're Cardiff City and we're the best team in this league. You, that's kind of like the mentality that I feel like I go in with when we play Cardiff Met. Just want to prove that now there's only one Cardiff.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine yeah. a lot of play because the team is Cardiff Met, like you said, like most players that would be in there, even from the youngest, aren't from Cardiff because there'd be a lot of, like you said, students coming from all over the UK and America. So it sort of is like fighting well, they've got got a bigger for pool Cardiff
0: to pick from as well, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Let's get on to the uh, final then. What, talk us through it. How did it? How did it, What was the build-up like and, and what have you? And then i seen your celebrations because I don't do social media, but Dan sent me a video and it gave me tingles, man. It just makes, reminds me of when, when, you, when I played and you think like winning is just such a fantastic feeling. So just talk us through the day.
2: Um, so beforehand, we'd obviously play Cardiff Met in another final, the League Cup final. And we yeah. were, I think we were really unlucky that game not to um, lift that trophy. It was just one of those, it just wasn't our day. So we, we, I kind of felt a lot of pressure that we had to go and beat, like we wanted to beat them, but we, we had to go and prove a point that we should have beat them in the other final. So we worked really hard for the, I think it was three weeks, really hard in training. We were so focused on it. And then it got to that day and, we were in the away changing room and you couldn't swing a cat in that changing room. It was tiny. So we were all basically getting ready on top of each other. But it was just a good vibe. I think everybody went into it so confident, knowing that we we believe in ourselves and we can do this. So then we had our warm up and it was a really nice warm day. And, you know, everything just seemed to kind of go well for us in the warm up. You know, you know what it's like when you have a bad warm up or you have a good warm up. Everything just seemed to like gel together yeah. really well, and um, yeah, and then kickoff. I think we were a little bit nervous at first, just the occasion and everything, but we we settled into the game. And I think by the end of the first half, we knew that it was going to be our game. We just had to score. As soon as we knew we got the ball in the back of the net, we knew that it was ours for the take-in. So as soon as Saren did that cross. Um, and scored that goal it was just the most amazing feeling ever knowing that we were 1-0 and um we just had to defend and you know keep that keep the um, Cardiff Met out of our um, out of our goal net so but when the second goal went in there Lily's shot it was just the best feeling ever and I knew then that we'd won the game and it was just like words can't even describe it was just unreal just a great moment because we hadn't won anything for a few years. So to feel that again, it was just amazing.
0: Ah, class, class, absolutely class. So are you looking forward to next year?
2: Yeah, really looking forward to next year. I think we've built something special now with this group of girls. So looking forward to seeing Mm. what we can do next year and hopefully, you know, push up and finish higher in the league. Even, you know, our aim is to win the league because when you win the league, you get to go to the champions league. So that's our, that's our goal for next season win more silverware, and hopefully we can, you know, improve on this season.
0: Well, you you know, I think what we'll have to do, Dan, is start putting the fixtures yeah. on our, on our um, social media. And uh, I think some of us should start frequenting the games. Uh, I know I'm going to start. Uh, Brandon, I think you go. Yeah, I've, yeah, uh, I've gone a couple been, of times. Uh, I've been to a Dan. few, yeah. I think what we'd yeah. say
1: to anyone listening is, it, it's a, you know, it's a great day out. It's, it's generally free to get in. Um, you know, it's, it's at with Just go, go along and, and support the team, support the Bluebirds. Yeah. This is Cardiff yeah. City and, uh, arguably the most successful Cardiff City team around at the moment. So, yeah, <laughs> no, I'd love <laughs> to, um, Hannah, we'd love to have yeah, you come well. on throughout next season and, and just give us a little update every few weeks of, of yeah, how you are getting absolutely. on. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love like to Quick fire. Uh, a couple of questions, Hannah, just quick fire. Uh, before you go, best two-footed player in the team?
2: Um, Probably Lily Billingham. Don't know what, but she's naturally gifted with. She's just good with both feet, so Love I'd probably that. say Lily.
0: Go on, Lils. Uh, best player you've played with?
2: In the team now, or just ever? Ever. Ever. Um, I'd probably say my sister, Katie, Katie Shearwood. She played um, for Wales and Chelsea, so played with her, like, only a couple of times were definitely my role model and best player I've played with.
0: That was a bit of a mic drop right there. isn't it? <laughs> of, of <laughs> <Boom. Off-ski>. uh, <laughs> best goal scored?
2: My one against Swansea back in 2017. It's always great to score against the Jacks, isn't it? So, And I don't score Absolutely. many. So.
0: <laughs> and the best goal you've seen?
2: Um, best goal I've seen... I'd probably say one of Fionn Price's. I don't know if you've seen any of her goals, but she can hit them from anywhere on the pitch. And you know, as soon as they leave her her foot, they're going to go in. So yeah, just her long range goals if she scores.
0: Well, hopefully next season, we'll be there to witness them uh, ourselves. So uh, listen, Hannah, really, really big thanks for coming on. And uh, as Dan said, hopefully uh, a couple of weeks into next season, would you uh, would you be happy to come back?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to come share back. Some thank thoughts. you for having me today.
0: Hey, my pleasure. I know you've got Dave there in the background, <laughs> keeping an eye on everything. I
2: can see you.
0: <laughs> and, uh, do you want to, any shout-outs to the to the ladies, to the girls, to Cardiff Women's team, the manager, the staff, big shout-outs?
2: Yeah, just shout out to all the girls and all the staff. Just thank you for everything you've done this season and um, let's go win the league next season.
0: Booyah! yeah <laughs> And that's all right. Well Hannah, thank you very much and uh, I'm sure our listeners will be delighted with you coming on and we'll we'll see you again next season and all the best for the future, yeah?
2: Thank you. See you soon.
0: Take care. That was something new, something different. That was class. Something was good, blue. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> you know, it's right? like yeah. yeah. well right. like it's your wedding day.
1: It was it was my wedding anniversary on Saturday actually.
0: Oh, was it? Oh, oh, congrats! Congratulations! But, uh, congratulations! You know, so you've you've got you've not only uh, had your anniversary, but you've also had uh, Hannah Daly on the Swaz. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Be I better? don't know which
1: my wife would <laughs> be happier with.
0: Um, no, mate. I swear, it's uh, it's no, Look, we've tried. We've been trying, right? I know. Like, probably our f- female listeners are thinking, how come there's never no female, but what we're trying to do is you know try and get someone on regular and Hannah fantastic speaker listen we'll try and get her on regular next season just for updates on how the team's going and how things are at different stages of the season and um, yeah for sure uh, you'll be seeing me at a few a uh, few of the games next season most definitely so um, you know yeah lovely brilliant. stuff yeah, good, yeah. To,
1: good to hear about a successful Cardiff team isn't it after the uh, everything we've endured the yeah, past, well, listen,
0: Let's uh, let's 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 get on to the men's. Uh, we must after you know, beaming and being on cloud nine. We're gonna go nice. down the stairs to like cloud two. Thankfully, like I said in the opening gambit, we avoided the. Uh, I think it's twelve or thirteen home defeats in a season. Mm. We avoided that record on the weekend with a with a late rally against the uh, the English Blues. Did you, what did you make of the game, D? You,
1: you know. Yeah, you know, it was uh, classic end of the season stuff, wasn't it? Um, I think if you compare it to last, last, last season, when we were on the up of the McCarthy then, we played Birmingham away last game of the yeah. season and we won like 4 or 5 nil, didn't we? I think Harry Wilson scored a hat-trick, Mark Harris comes on and scores really, really good goal and we thought that was important for him because it probably kept him here this season um, and this season's closer against Birmingham or closer at home probably couldn't have been more different really we we weren't in good form as we know we lost 7 out of 8 not much to play for players playing for their future a lot of players at the ground out of contract you know nice to see him. is it is it for the last time you know I, I think probably the most interesting thing maybe was was Vokes coming on uh, and you know Maybe grabbing the game by the scruff of the nef- neck a little bit, wallops a penalty in.
0: Yeah, because I noticed him and um, Hugo will have a little uh, little, <laughs> yeah. little riff about it, were not they?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're also seeing there was some in- interesting just positional changes as well. That you know, Perry and G moved into midfield at one point, and Mark mm-hmm. Harris seemed to go out to to wing back. So now, oh, okay,
0: okay, 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 okay. So, so here's my thing, right? Are we building towards next season? Because like. There seems to be, on top of what needs to be done, there seems to be an incredible amount of goings-on on the field, right? And I'm like, well, you're at the stage now, as if, if you are building the walls next season. Yes, if Will Vogt stays, go and grab the penalty off Hugo. You're not going to be here next season, unless you know something that we don't, right? So take it, right? And the other thing I would say is, play your players who, you know, if listen, if you've got, you know agreements in contract where players have to play, that's a different the fish I understand that. But if not, you should be playing the players who are going to be playing next season. I mean, I had a little look the other day, We've, I think he's like, Steve has changed at half-time, like at least seven or eight games at half-time. Now that to me is either a lack of preparation because the player's not carrying out what you want them to do, he keeps going on about game plan, carrying out the game plan right so if they're not one of the big things to me is well why why are you having to change players at half time so frequently do you know what I mean you, you've had like two-thirds of the season and like eight nine games you've had to make changes at halftime that's that's huge right if you think about it if you're trying to build continuity and we're talking about how Things have improved since January, and they have. But you know, we're still we're still on the back of four defeats again. Do you know what I mean and going for yeah. a fifth? Now we can keep saying, oh, we're overlooking it because we're building towards next season. But then I would say, well, if you are building towards next season, get continuity with. Well, is Perry and G going to play at the back in midfield, right back? You know, is Nelson going to be captain as he was the other week, or is he not? Is he in your plans? Is he not? Start solidifying what you want as your core for next season. And if they're not here, they're not, you know, if you can't do that, fair enough. But start playing those players who you know are going to be here for next season, I would say. that. Does that make sense? Or is that just me being a bit... No, I, I know 100% what,
3: you, I know what you're saying, Aeth, 100%. But I think they're like, well, it seems like the feeling from the team is the same as all the fans where they just want to get through to the end of the season, it looks like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But if you look at the Birmingham game, it was like... It's is that game at the end of the season, you know. It's a nice game at the end of the season for, you know, kids to go to their first game, you know, to get get some cheaper tickets or stuff like that. It was one of them days, it was more of a day out really, and just end of the season. But um thankfully we never drop the free sorry, points.
0: Sorry, what you have go to on. think about always when you think the next season is the fan. He's mm. gonna be he and she is gonna be paying. All right? So what you leave them with There's an old adage, leave them wanting more. Don't leave them with like, coming off the back of like five, six defeats or four or five defeats in your last five or six games, right? Because when it comes to their season tickets for next year, you've got to think to yourself, right now, the country's in a crisis, the UK, as in cost of living crisis, we know all that, right? So there's certain perks that are going to have to be cut, right? So instead of like a family of four going. Maybe now it's just dad gets two tickets instead of four, right? And he goes with his wife one week, his daughter the next week, his son the next week, sort of thing. So there's going to be... So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's so important for the club to to be have things right because it, it, you, you, you want it to be a, a, a decision that people are going to have to come to at least. Or do we cut this or do we cut that? Well, right now... Cardiff City isn't going to be high on the list of priorities for some people because of what has, what they've seen in the last year or two. Do you know what I mean? So that, that, That's, that's why I say you can never take your fan for granted, right? And in any way, shape or form possible, if you can help them, whether that's ticket pricing, whether that's away coaches, whether that's food and drink, whatever it is, if you're running your ship right, there should be stages of a season or over the course of a year or two where you can hand sort of gift wrap things back to the fans and say, right, this is, this, this is, how, we, this is how we prove and show in our actions that we got your back sort of thing. We are together uh, uh, as, a, as a holistic sort of club. I'm looking and thinking that that, that could be a major problem. Like, season ticket sales next season. I mean, Dan, you're a season ticket holder and I've been for many, many years. Yeah. Would you agree, disagree? Oh, 100%. I think um,
1: everybody's waiting for season tickets to be announced. Sometimes they've been announced as early as February, January perhaps even, and and now these dropped, the announcement dropped end of April. A lot of talk online about how this wasn't trailed at all, it's just dropped on people that right it's out there now you've got till whatever the date is to secure the seat that you've always had um you know and in terms of marketing not much has happened yeah there's there's been some photos with steve morrison on contrast that with something we shared from cardiff rugby's uh, account where they've made a little video with some former players being out and about in the city they've played on the club's history they've really tried to pull on people's heartstrings uh, you know, it probably hasn't been the best season for Cardiff Rugby either, but they've, they're have they going to be called Cardiff Rugby instead of the Blues. So they're, they're really trying to tap into that emotion and that feeling people have got about about a club, which, let's be honest, we kind of need to do at the moment because while you could be really excited about next season or, or be facing it with trepidation, and we'll see what some of the fans say in, in a little while, look, we really need to play on why people go. And if you can be popping stuff out there with... Ex-players, history, playing on what it means to be a Bluebird uh, and how important we are to the city and the wider area, that's certainly going to sell you more season tickets than just saying season tickets now available.
0: Sincerity um, as well, Dan, right? If, it, if it's sincere. Yeah. It's, it's got to be sincere. It, 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 it's like, I don't know. Sorry, go on, go on.
1: No, look, you know, going to watch Cardiff this season... Uh, and by renewing people's season tickets, it is a chore for a lot of people at the moment. So look, we want to we want to be excited. It's been great to see young Welsh players come along. We know there's going to be a big clearer over the summer. Uh, Morrison started to uh, trail some some signings. We're going to start to see in in June. Like every city fan, wanting want him to get it right, and we want to have a team that we can get behind that's got identity, that plays in a progressive way if possible. And you see local local boys represented on the pitch. That's what's gonna get us excited. Uh, and winning games of football is gonna get us excited.
0: Yeah, um, I mean there's been b there's been a lot of big talk from the chairman uh, and Steve Morrison that, you know, that fingers crossed, if it comes to fruition, then, you know, there may be I won't say there will be, there may be sight exciting times ahead. But at the same time, talk is cheap, right? Our our history so far over the last 10 years doesn't really point to, right, or what they're saying matches with what they're doing, all right? Hopefully, that's what I say, hopefully, I, I still believe we're caught in a perfect storm, right? I think it'll be, you know, miraculous if, we, if we're in the uh, top... Eight next year top 10 next year miraculous right playoffs listen that's that's just a that's just a that's a dream at the moment for me you know the the, the talk is I you can't be negative in in your approach and what you're saying as the club but I feel you've got to be honest do you know what I mean because you're not kidding anybody you know what I mean you know, you go into like politics and Boris Johnson is a party, you know, won the party, I was dragged in, and you know, people are going, come on. <laughs> you know, you're not kidding anybody. Do you know what I mean? You could go for all the investigations and all that, but we know like what's going on, right? So, you know, I think I think that's that's something that I look at and think has been lost over the last few years is that sort of understanding, that respect between the club and the fan base on the direction and the honesty of, like, you know... You know it's okay saying, oh, we've made mistakes now, right? It's almost like because you've got nowhere else to go, right? But, you know, going forward, I think you have to start from a position of of being, being a bit more straight up about things that are going on and things that are happening and what you're doing and what you're trying to create at the club this togetherness and this, this team ethic right I think Which seems um, to have been lost over the last few years
1: I think with so many players being out of contract and, and so many of those contracts being chunky contracts that were given out under Warnock uh, when we're going for promotion or in the Premier League or coming out of the Premier League all of the, you know that collective wage bill pooled together that's going to be crossed off hopefully gives gives Steve a bit to play with in terms of in terms of wages, you know, like we know we're not going to be paying huge wages and huge transfer fees But with so many going, hopefully there's a bit of a pot there that, it, that he can use. You know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, players from League One and League Two coming in and, and, and that's well and good. You know, we've seen Wintel come in and do well. We've seen Perry and G come in and do well in patches. When we went up, we saw Mendes Land come in and do fantastically. We saw Etheridge come in from the lower leagues do fantastically. So, um, you know, that's a good market to be in. Um, I think there's going to be so much competition for those players from league two and league one this season, because everyone's in a similar, similar ballpark. So it's going to go down to a wages, but B, what kind of vision can, can Steve and the team sell these players? But, you know, we're going to need those types of players who are going to be coming in with lots of senior players leaving, joining the youngsters, We're gonna need some old heads. We're gonna need some experienced boys who can guide us through a season. And we're not talking about pushing for the playoffs, although that would be great. I think, you know, Steve Morrison knows that's ambitious. And, you know, you said then they would be miraculous if we finished top eight, top 10. I think he'd be, you know, manager of the season if we we did, Uh, Mm. you know, certainly the playoffs. Mm. But to guide us through what could be choppy waters next season, Hopefully it's choppy waters looking upwards, but it could be choppy waters looking downwards. You you need some of those boys who've who've been there and done it, like this season. Who girls come in? Uche's come in. You know, Uche may may have not when he started games at Hull, which, where you were at Nath, You know, poor starting games, but he won us six points with two yeah. two goals. You know, because he's been in the okay. You know, he'd had a season or so in the Championship. Youngsters Doyle and Drama have come through, hadn't played at this level before been absolutely outstanding but of course they've faded because they haven't played that much senior football before so you can't have a team of that you can't have a team of people who've never played at this level before so look interested excited a little bit scared but um we'll see what we can do you know Dalman interesting time for Dalman to do an interview I think considering we haven't heard from him since before last just as on the eve of the season really so yeah, interesting timing there. Whether or not Rob just man- Rob Phillips managed to just get a call back this time, or he's coming out because contracts are on the table. Um, you know, he's, he's saying that he, we've offered a contract to Joe. It's over to Joe now. But look, the, the types of contracts Joe Rawls and Sean Morrison are going to be on—if we're offering them something like a fifty percent pay cut—well,
0: it sounds like an insult, doesn't it? That's, that's a big—that's
1: that's a big old yeah. decision to make when you gear your your life and your circumstances, you know, who knows Mm -hmm. what. Look, people don't want to, in a cost of living crisis, don't want to feel sorry for footballers getting 10, 12, 15 grand a week contract offers, which feel like uh, a disgrace. But people live to their means, don't they? So, Mm -hmm. and and if there are other offers out there which pay them closer to their existing wages, you know, could you blame them? Could you blame them for for, um, taking a good hard look at them?
0: What about you, uh, Brown? What are the youngsters saying, B? Well, it's just, uh, like, we spoke about it loads on the
3: podcast, how important it's going into next season. I think it's just, the main thing is important. As we build a squad now, because as we know, it's going to be about 10, 15 players coming in, if not more, in the summer. So I think just the most important thing is just that we build around, like we've mentioned so many times, we build around the players like Ruben Carwell, we build around Isaac Davis. We've got to build around these players. And so I, think, I believe they're our building blocks and move forward. That's what I believe, personally. I think that's how we should be approaching it. And like you said, get some older players in, get some younger players in. We need a mix of a group and th- I, to succeed in the season.
1: I, I and especially I was, I was we need some
3: players to, you know, sorry, Nate, just to um, sorry, sort man. of nurture that Isaac Davis and Ruben Cowell so they can that, so they can learn off them. Mm.
0: I, was surpri- I was surprised to see that they were going to overhaul the 23s as well. Mm. And look to bring players in there. You yeah, know, I did see that. Yeah, with I, um, I was, a lot of... I, yeah, I was... Yeah. I was, I was I I I was shocked. I'll be honest with you, because I thought to myself, "Well, I think that kind of that kind of that that's like def- is that defeating the object?"
3: Yeah, I I do understand that point, but also you got to think the club is trying to make a big change as a whole. Yeah, but a, and, you know, twenty, we did too-
0: I would say under twenty threes, bro. If you're twenty two, and not in a first team, what is the point of coming and signing for a twenty threes team?
1: I guess what they're trying to do is. Looking
0: Do you at, understand what I'm saying? I, like I, most 100%. people make that. Ruben Caldwell probably made his debut at 18. Isaac Davis at 18. Most the most players have represented their first team by the time they're 20 years old, at, at most clubs, or have gone out on loan and represented first team level. My thing is like, like I never agreed with the 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 putting players into the Welsh league to play. I thought like. You'd be better going to League Two, League One, and Conference, and you know that's 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 where they're going to get a better grounding to come back to Championship. And you you've got Newport, you've got Bristol Rovers on your doorstep, you know. So you you've got them teams like Walsall up, up up the road, you know. It's 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 not difficult. Do you know what I mean? Even as you know, Merthyr Tidville, some of the the the, the teams they play in their league. You know, you, you can you can make better use of teams around you to develop your players at first team level. I I I mean, there's something to be said, I suppose, if you if you see a diamond and you pick him up and he's nineteen twenty, but I mean, overhauling the twenty threes, that 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 to me is like, well, that's again like, what have you been doing there after overhauling the twenty threes? Do you know what I mean? That then shines a light on your recruitment, on your coaching, on, on the whole shebang. Because the 23s is your foundation of what's going to feed your first team of your local youth.
1: To me, I think it feels more like they're trying to, they're trying to get rid of local youth uh, and non-local youth who they don't think are going to make it. Because let's be honest, so many have made it this season. And trying to supplement with players like Ollie Denham, who they're picking up from Man United at eighteen, nineteen? Who isn't going to make it at Man United? But if you can bring him into our under twenty threes, can then can then develop them there. So it, it it feels like we're just looking around the yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. But oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. How's bring the them in. Bring, bring them like... into our twenty threes where you've had the pick of Wales's best young players and they've not developed. So why do you think he's going to come from Man United? and develop in a 23s where other players who are Welsh, who are quality, haven't developed. That's why I say it's no good just overhauling your 23s. You now have to overhaul your coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand yeah, what but I mean? I think that's where
3: they're trying to change it, though. But like, I think that's the, what they're doing now is the first step towards that. I completely agree with everything you're saying, and that's what it should be. But still, they've got to take a yeah, step towards that Yeah, But again, but again you point.
0: Don't, I would say, personally, I wouldn't start with the players. I'm starting with the coaching staff. I've, we've said this on... on Mm. Podcast before we had Brandon on last last season, Dan. Right, where if you're not producing a player for ten years, you have to have a look at your academy and its coaching staff, because you've got access to some of the best young talent in Wales. How are you not producing a player since Aaron Ramsey? Right, so it's the wrong way round again for me. That that's probably my issue is that you're, you're almost looking and going, ah, the players are not good enough. That's okay, you can keep saying that. But how good is your coaching? How many coaches, have the, if I went to the academy now, or the 23s, how many coaches will I find who were former players? Would I find any? I suppose it's what other clubs
1: have done, isn't it? So Brentford closed their academy, just saying we're wasting two million a year on it.
0: What's good for the jackass ain't always good for the well, jackass the thing, cat. Because... That's what they say in Jamaica. Right? <laughs> What's good then... for the jackass ain't always good for the jackass cat, my friend, right? So <laughs> that's work for them. Right. Well, then I then... would say for then you go then you go, right, okay. You got Brentford there and you got Chelsea next door. Exactly, that's what I was about to say, yeah.
1: Oli Denham's come into the first team. He seems to be making good progress. Tom Sang came through from Man United. Why we've shipped him off to St. Johnston, I I don't know. I think that's a talented kid I'd like to see in and around the um the first team squad next yeah, season. Yeah, I
0: thought he was a good player as well, Sang. I like So
1: him. um Where do you think he fits though? Just to jump quickly on Sang, where do you think he fits? I think
0: a five, he I seen back, him like play as like a playing. fullback and I've seen him play midfield. I, I think he's you know, I haven't seen enough of him in midfield to be able to make a, 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 a judgment call on him. But the mm. boys a talented, talented footballer.
3: But we play five-back. Well, well, we have been. Not sure what's going to happen next season. Anything can happen mm. next season. But say I, we're playing on a five-back, would, right would you play in right wing-back? I preferred Sam
0: over NG. Really? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I thought all round, I thought he had a bit more about him. I thought Perry was a f- more physical presence. But, you know, Sang, I didn't think was like soft or anything like that, get wired in. I just thought he was a very busy, very good technical mm-hmm. footballer, yeah, quite yeah. quick as well. So no, I thought, I like, he... you know, okay, you might have stumbled on a utility kind of player. Yeah. You know, I- I NG, is, NG has kind of become a utility, you know, if you played midfield, right back, centre back of a three, that's a utility player. So mm-hmm. you need two or three utility players in your squad. So I just thought like Sang was too good a player, not to be in this squad. Yeah, that's indeed. what my personal feeling.
3: I don't think he's good as Ng though.
0: It's down to opinions, mate. That's that's the beauty of this game, right? That, that's that's what we love it. But you know, that's just your opinion. My opinion, Dan's might be different again. So I think that's what we love it. I think why
1: he's left is a difference of opinion between Tom Sang and Steve Morrison. So. Mm-hmm. Morrison says There's he sees shock. him. Morrison says he sees him as a midfielder, and Sang yeah. says, "No, I see myself as a wing back now because obviously he got pushed towards wing back under McCarthy, and actually did really well there.
0: He's, he's he was brilliant. He's good the going problem f- I would say to him, young Sang is okay, but if we play with a four, yeah, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know what I mean." You, you you can say I'm a wing back because that means you ho- you only can play or you're only going to play in a team that plays with three at the back. That's, you know, it's still too many teams who play with a back four. And if a team decides to switch during the season because of a particular game or fixture or whatever, injuries or whatever, you know, what are you saying? Like, if we go to a back four, then like, I'm out. I, I'm just, you don't declare myself like unavailable. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like it's 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 a ridiculous argument, really. You've got to be, you've got to be, you know. You can't. I don't suppose you can. If you want to, you can. Like it's, it's it's your it's your own opinion, like I said. But I think it limits yourself. That's the problem. You know, if the manager wants to switch this week from a back three to a back four because we're playing this opponent for this reason. And you're one of the strongest players. You're declaring yourself unavailable, really. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, anyway, we we could sit and and go through. Just listen. We've touched on Morrison and uh, Steve Morrison and Mehmet and what what's been said over the last week or so. I would I would say we've heard a lot of this kind of talk before. That's what I'm saying. Not from Steve Morrison, granted, because it's his first season as manager, but we've heard this from the club. I, I smile when I hear what I hear as almost as if it's part of the plan, like right? you know I mean? it's like but hey, listen, fingers crossed, let's you know, optimistic. Shall we let's stay optimistic. So yeah. let's have a bit of before we get into um jams mint on let's let's have a bit of what, what the fans are saying, Dan.
1: Right. So we've asked the fans a few questions. Mm. I want to be a bit positive because it's quite hard to pick a player of the season after the season we've had and there's been player of season award dues and fans have been talking about it so I think we'll all pick our player of the season but what we've asked the fans is for their moment of the season because there's been some there's been it's been a, such a as Brandon said last week you forget that like the McCarthy era <laughs> was this season as well so yeah. there's some <coughs> so just going to share some moments and we've, we've had some some ones in that made me realise it wasn't all bad this year. So, um, OK, so so Bennett Stone. Bennett Stone. That is Stone. That's his name? Yeah, yeah. Top, That's a great name. Top man. Bennett Stone. I love that name. Um, so I'm just going to go through a few of the moments. So his top moment, Nottingham Forest away. Yeah, amazing. You know, we know that was Calwell, good. Caldwell winner. The Caldwell double. So to me, why that was so good was... We were losing, I think, of Forrest. Colwell comes on, I believe, scores twice. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, Colwell had just been almost a bit like our Theo Walcott, the kid who got into the Euro squad. Yeah. Um, yeah. You didn't really know too much no about... No why. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. A bit and then like... he kind of came on, changes... It, at a place like the City Ground as well, I know Forest were in terrible form at the time, but the winner he scored was class, Celebrates in yeah. front of the City fans, and you're like, oh, oh.
0: Okay. We've got a little rough this, diamond.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've this, unearthed a rough diamond. This kid's got something about him, so... Yeah. What else have we got? Yeah, good shout, Bennett. Good that shout. Was a good, that was,
3: that's when they made his song as well, wasn't it? That was the first time they sang a song.
1: Yeah. So game, yeah. Scott Johnson, Roaf Boy, sang... All right,
0: Scotty. Scotty. We do like having Scotty on.
1: Yeah, Cole was... makes du- a lot of Scott. sense. Cole was double of Forrest. Uh Matt Bass bringing Steve Moser in as gaffer. That's my
0: nephew, yeah.
1: Bringing Steve Morrison in as gaffer. Ian Russell. We've had Ian on before. Ian looks like Rod Stewart, so I like having Ian on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) McCarthy leaving. Democracy dies in darkness. Meeting Forrest again. Uh, Paul Grano. Um, And this was what I was thinking, actually. was the the late win over Huddersfield. So don't forget that Morrison, I think it was his third game in charge. He'd Mm -hmm. drawn at Stoke after being 3-0 down. Then lost a the game, and we, we still hadn't won a game in, in however long, a long time. So
0: late, I think this is late October, early November. Really. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so again, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the things that I loved about this was Isaac Davis it's comes on. Little. We don't really know much about him. Skins their defender. Uh, clips a lovely ball in for Keita, who scores a winner. You know, and Keita scored two goals, but he only did for us this season that day. So, yeah, it, it had to be... That's, that's got to be up there, so that's... That feels
3: like donkeys ago. Feels like <laughs> <such a laughs> yeah, donkeys ago, ago <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's <was> good last <laughs> season, wasn't it? <laughs> it
1: was alright, love. Start um, last year. Owen Govia, welcome back. Oh, Gov's! That's my boy! <laughs> oh, there you go.
3: Running
0: <laughs> running well, Yeah!
4: Well, go, wow, wow,
0: wow. We love what you,
1: Gov's. Uh, the Caldwell free kick a QPR, yeah, another cracker. <laughs> Uh, Gary Haynes, we haven't had Haynes here on for a while. Yeah, hey, he's hey. the guys,
0: where you've
1: been, man. Cooch's been? Uh, been, been. bulldozing debut goal at Barnsley. Again, what a moment that was. Relegation six pointer and, and winning, yeah. winning that game. I'd also yeah. say the uh, the fight in the tunnel afterwards, that's a great moment.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Sarah Leck, seeing the back of McCarthy. Uh, Gareth Dunning, Huddersfield home by a country, country? mile.
0: Oh, sorry, Sarah who? Sarah Leck. Leck? Leck. Leck. Uh, nice to have you on, Sarah. I've never heard that name before. Say? So great to uh, listen, gotta make a bit of a show.
1: Dan's
0: right? oh, no. <laughs> flying for it. Dan Dan things to do, Dan.
3: Thing yeah, things that's to do. We
1: got, we've got so many to get through here. But yeah, Sarah seeing the back of McCarthy. Uh yeah. Gareth Dunning, Huddersfield home, you know, him and his six year old son watching us get beat in, weeked out on an awful run. We couldn't score, let alone win, so you know, the sheer emotion when, that's, when that second goal went in was, was what it was all about. So, Big um, up then, Junior. Yeah, look, we've had loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of these in. So, look, there were some good moments in what was a Nigel Harris. Uh, not, Nigel. Peter mm-hmm. Brahome. Just edging. 4-0. 4-0, yeah. I mean, we looked like Brazil that day, didn't we? <laughs> um, just
0: like watching Brazil. <laughs> So um
1: yeah. Although Nigel says that just edge that just edges out the last kick of the season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well uh, uh, you know, listen, I, I always say like fans and their their loyalties are just mate, it just it just it it, it does surprise me and shock me the the lengths they they go to the and you know, like I say, should never be taken for granted. So We'll get we'll get back into some of those uh, some more of those messages with the um, with the uh, potty uh, in a bit, but for now, remember. So as part on the Twitter, the Facebook, so remember to like, love, share, and most importantly, subscribe. Let's get into Mint on Bone. Let's see what uh, Mr. Mohammed has uh, got for us this week.
4: Hello, Swazers. Jason Mohammed here for the final Mint or Moan of the season. Can we insert some effects here? Crowd go aww. Oh. Anyway. So glad that the season is almost upon us because it's been a rather eventful one, so disappointing. And I'm going to keep it brief because I can't remember a season where I've just wanted it to end, really, because every Saturday or Tuesday, Wednesday or Good Friday, as it turned out to be a few weeks back, is just one massive disappointment. It has been a really difficult season to follow the city this year. So hopefully next year now, with a few more signings, we can have a real crack at the playoffs. ...and just put in better performances than we have done this season. I was cleaning out the garage yesterday, typical what-you-do-on-a-bank holiday... ...found some old ticket stubs and old programmes from the FA Cup run in 2008... ...and when we beat Leeds United in that famous Scott Young game. And I looked at some of those players and thought they would have done so much more for the badge and the shirt... ...than some of the players who've turned out for us this season. So I've just got a few awards I want to hand out. Just some alternative awards... Best away trip of the season has to be Liverpool, 9,000 Bluebirds, sang their hearts out, lost 3-1, should have had a penalty, they should have had a man sent off. Absolutely brilliant trip, if you were there, you'll know all about it. Some Liverpool fans said, noisiest fans they've had at Anfield this season, so well done Bluebirds. Best goal, Ruben Colwell, at Liverpool, I was in the front, right behind the goal, you could see me on match of the day, (laughs) cheering. When the ball went in, fantastic player, great touch. That kid's got a big future ahead of him. And the most committed display this year, I'm going to go for a one Nathan Blake, because I still can't believe he went all the way to Hull City on Good Friday. So that is the most committed display I've seen from somebody affiliated to Carter City this year. Which says something, doesn't it? Anyway, thank you very much indeed for keeping me entertained on my long journeys to Salford. It's been absolutely brilliant. See you down the city. And as George Benson once said, never give up on a good thing.
0: Well, interesting. Uh, a bit light-hearted, a bit of fun from uh, J-Mo there. We'll, we'll start with what he, he, he touched on. first one was a uh, crack at the playoffs next season. I think we've already kind of... Miraculous, isn't it? And to that. You know, what? Anything? Anyone got anything different to add to what we've already said? Because like I think that would be a, like I said, miraculous. Cole political.
3: and Davis are gonna go for play of the year and just have an unbelievable season and then take us to playoffs.
0: Listen, I hope they're still here. <laughs> no, I ain't joking. I That's hope, the biggest concern. I, I hope they're still here because, like I've said. If I was, if I was at the club now, and I had a a couple of bob, and I was trying to invest in a youngster mm. or two, and the fact that I think you could probably nick those two for next to nothing, especially one of them, if you're Caldwell and you've got a a clear, there's there's a clear disagreement with the manager, do you stay? You might love the club, but if the if the the club loves you, but if the manager doesn't, he's going to be here a while, so. You know, what do you do? If you're being promised you and come in, you're going to be one of our main leads. And it's a higher club, a Premier League club, like a Brentford or something like that.
3: Why would you say that, Nate? If I just tried to inject a bit of optimism. I just tried right? to inject a bit of, a of, bit of football, optimism. End the year,
4: uh, end the season, brand, end right? the bank. I'm,
0: I'm just trying to give you the realities of football. That's what happens. So that if you're a good youngster, player, uh, teams above you come and nick your talent that's just that's just the way it is mate that. so and, and like I said the big factor is like it, clearly him and the manager don't get on don't see eye to eye mm. so crack at the playoffs listen I think it's uh, I think it's probably just out not just outside I think it's outside I'm trying to be positive but I think it's outside our pool next year i will just be I'd just be happy with uh, a proper where you can finish next season and go okay we've we, we we've had a year rebuild you know we go again next year building on top of what we've created this year and yeah now we can realistically honestly say right we we've got a, a shot to the playoffs next season so it's almost like a not a free hit if you're the manager because you know you've got to i think they, he's got to do better than he's done this year would you agree with that
3: yeah 100% i think that's the, i think that's the goal that's the bar really they should set themselves is just Improvement on this year, like in or not just like where they place, but like where the club is, mm-hmm. players, everything.
0: Also, what uh, Jace said was a big uh, he bigged up the fans for the Liverpool away trip. That seems some country mile ago, as well. You know I mean, mm-hmm. I, f- I forgot about that again. Caldwell stepped up in that game, didn't he? Scored a great goal.
1: I think I'm still hungover from that weekend, to
0: be honest. <laughs> 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 yeah, good shout. And uh he I think it was a little bit of a, a joke bigging me up for going to uh Hull on a on a bank holiday Monday, which was all good because I got to see some of my family, I got to see my Auntie Roz and my cousin Lisa, which was wonderful, and her son and you know, my Little cousin, they, or what have you, so. You'd
1: only be in B and Q on a bank holiday, of would Nathan. You doing a bit of
0: <laughs> doing a bit of home <laughs> improvement, of <laughs> exactly, mate. Or I'd be at like the John Deere place trying to get a new tractor for the garden. <laughs> hey, <laughs> me. well, listen, ride um, like rider
1: right, mower. I met some some more of your family on Friday night when I was out with your uh, your son, the uh, the Dirty Bird Chicken Crew.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my niece and that, and yeah, yeah, they're my peeps, man. Good food,
1: yeah, nice, nice great nice, food, nice. isn't it? Yeah. Dirty
0: Bird, yeah, they're my they're my family as well, so uh, we we'll give them a big shout out, Dirty Bird. If you mention me.
1: if you mention pot at Dirty Bird, you get a a free uh, chicken tender. I don't I <laughs> yeah. don't. <know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's well, if, if you
0: mention Spurs, first part, it's uh, it's double the prize. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll 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 end uh mint on with uh Jace's uh George Benson Never Give Up on a Good Thing. I mean Same. you know, clearly, like you said in the beginning, he just wants the season to end now. I think he's been there for a while, along with a few a few more of the city fans have been there. So um you you look forward to next season, Dan, personally? Are you looking forward to it? Yeah. Um, you have to, don't you? Yeah, you of course, no, yeah. You, yeah. you can't can you, you can think, oh, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. As much as deep down, I, I've got that, this horrible feeling, like I'm trying to stay, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, rebuild, yeah, okay. As long as you recognise where you've gone wrong before, I think, you know, it's a positive thing, you know? Yeah, rebuild, 100%. Refresh. I think... Um,
1: Look, we asked the fans how they're feeling about next season and in the main, that that's that's the vibe we're getting back, really. the You know, trepidation, scared yet strangely excited. Yeah. You know, Deadwood out the door. This is Dav Pallison, Deadwood out the door, saving money on wages, so I'm slightly confident. Don't often get a chance for a huge reset. Nigel Harris, jury's out. Hope Morrison and the club are up to the gargantuan job this summer.
0: So, Mr. M- who, who said that? Nigel Harris. Nigel Harris. Nigel, we're on the same page. That's exactly where I'm at. I, like, I, 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 I think what could happen in a positive manner, but then I get all you know, hierarchy and digi in my chair thinking... Logical. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what do I really think is going to happen, uh, which is a worry. So, that's so, where the trepidation creeps in
1: so Gareth Dunning more optimistic with the youth and reset but it's going to take time Bale is the dream on a transfer but we'd be happy if we brought back Doyle and Drama
0: can you imagine sorry can you imagine Bale being told off by Steve Morrison (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm about to drop him because he's just not working hard enough as part of like the, the, the game plan. <laughs> he's don't he don't fit their game plan. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 not, he's not doing what we said he was supposed to do. So we've we've dropped him, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we'd take him off
3: half time. No, yeah. we'll <laughs> good luck, with that, good luck <sighs> with that one. Good luck with
0: that Gary
1: mm-hmm. Haynes, looking forward to seeing the continued evolving style of play with more football and Vinzy. less
0: hoofball.
1: That's uh,
0: Hopefully.
1: Paul Grono has his reservations, but always optimistic at heart. Look, the club have just announced the new kit manufacturer while well, we've been on air, which is New Balance. There's been a lot of rumours that it's going to be New Balance. Well, They're gone with
0: the NB, have they? Yeah. they have gone
1: with the NB. Can I say one quick thing? Can I say one
3: quick thing? Please. Do you know who else is sponsored by New Balance?
0: Uh, Liverpool used to be, didn't
3: they? Aaron Ramsey. Just just putting it out there, just putting it out there. Uh-oh.
0: Okay.
3: Just putting it out there, just putting it out there. Uh,
0: it, it, make the connection, please. Some of our fans will be like, okay, yeah. What do you
3: mean? Ooh. Well, we've got the New Balance kit sponsor, and Ramsey sponsored by New Balance. You're probably thinking the kit will look wicked
1: in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming over. Who are we going to sign on January the 1st? Steve Morrison said I'll be in row two with Aaron Ramsey in a New Balance.
0: Shit. Okay. So nice, we'll call, yeah. We should call this Swazpod Rumour <laughs> Yeah, the starter. No, what... Swazpod
3: Connecting the Dots fire... <laughs> Swazpod <laughs>
0: Firestarter Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Poirot he is. He's there. the Firestarter just, fire fire just, yeah. just give me a segment <laughs> where I just say
3: outlandish things Just give me a segment Where I just say outlandish things
0: Okay, okay, okay. We're, all, we're on part on the Twitter and Facebook, so remember to like, love, share, comment, and subscribe. So, without further ado, let's move on to our, uh, our penultimate part. Swaz, goal of the season, young player of the season, uh, and player of the season. So, uh, go on, young B, we'll start with you. What, what am I giving you, though? Three straight off the bat? Yeah. Uh, we'll go with... We'll, we'll start with... We'll start with... Uh, young player. Maybe. Young player.
3: All uh, right, young player. I don't think this is no surprise to anyone who listens to the pods, but I've gone for Isaac Davis. Okay. Us, it's, 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 you know, it's his breakout season. Yeah. Every time he's on the pitch, you just get a bit of excitement. He wants it. Mm-hmm. Plays for the club, I feel... And he, I just can't wait to see him again next year, to be honest, and see what role he plays in next year. Okay. But yeah, my, my young players, 100% percent has got to be Isaac Davis. Obviously, Ruben Carwell is another mention. But I thought for me, just on the pitch, like what I see, I've just gone for Isaac Davis. I feel Dan? that's my personal, personal preference.
1: Dan,
0: young player?
1: Yeah, Isaac Davis for me as well. Um, I think he tailed off a little bit, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. toward, towards the end of the season. But he had a period when he first broke through of he was he felt like he was our only hope at times you know I've not seen a a young player run so well with the ball be so robust uh, and tricky Um, like you know he wears 39 he reminded me so much of Bellamy and almost it felt like in those early weeks that his his ceiling was even higher than Craig look yeah loving to see how he's going to get on after a a a proper men's pre-season behind him but um yeah, he's he was massive for us.
0: Okay. For me it was uh Reuben Carwell and I think we've kinda answered the reason why. Uh Liverpool, uh Forest, uh QPR, uh Wales, uh the list goes on. So for me, uh young player is uh
1: Du,
0: du, 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 du. <laughs> Ruben Caldwell and Isaac Davis share the prize. Well, I suppose Davis gets it because yeah, it's 2 yeah, yeah, won, right? Yeah, yep, 2, two one. One. OK, OK, so Davis congratulations best. to uh, Isaac. I mean, he was closely followed, uh, in my opinion. Closely followed, Ruben. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to concede that to you two professional. We, uh, we are a dem-
1: democracy after all yeah we are yeah we are. We, are. We,
0: are. Um, we are right so uh, sorry Dan uh, I'll go to goal of the season then let's go to you first this time Dan what, what do you think
1: um, I'm going to say goal of the season I was going to go for the Calwell one at Liverpool because look I know it, nowhere near as important as a lot of the goals we scored in the league but just seeing those two on the pitch at Anfield Davis wins the ball, Carl hits it just with no backlift in front of 8,000 City fans. Uh, yeah, incredible. Uh, obviously, we lost the game, didn't really mean much. But for his confidence, for both of their confidence, that is my winner. But look, the other one I was going to throw in, because we haven't spoke about it yet today, was Kiefer Moore's header at Blackpool. And a couple of reasons why. Very early on in the season, so things hadn't gone to shit yet. It was also it was also the, fir- the first away game the fans <coughs> had been able to go to since COVID. So mm-hmm. I couldn't make it because of the kids, but I could just see people who were there were like, ah, oh, this is everything we've missed, you know? Okay,
0: so, so which one are you going to go for? You gonna uh, I'm going to go
1: for Carwell, but but um, that, that ball from Volks, long ball from Volks out to Giles, who's only just started playing for us. And then Giles just lifts it up onto Kiefer's head. It was perfect long ball football, but um, I am okay. going to go for uh, Carwell. There you go. Carwell, Liverpool.
3: Okay. B? Right, for me, this is going to be a bit of a, a bit of a. have Controvers- gone for...
0: Controversy.
3: Controversy. You know I love Tino. Flint. We no, wrestle no, no. a few feathers. <laughs> but I've gone for... <laughs> the own goal. Nah, what I've gone for is Uche's goal against Derby to win that 1-0. Only because yeah. of the point of the season it was and how important it was. And especially where we were and where Derby was, it was just so important. It was a nil-nil game. Oh, Didn't look like it was going on. anywhere. We're
0: about great goals. We're not, don't <laughs> worry about the importance. Just great goals. Well, then it'd it be Cowell's go free for? kick. It cold, it'd be
3: cold But that's why I, I've seen everyone on Twitter giving it that. Yeah. I thought, do you know what I mean? Let's give an important goal. Yeah. And yeah, it was important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and I, you know how much I love it pays you. and the yeah. way you got the ball, held yeah. it, typical. Uche, hold the ball up, defenders on him, puts the defender down, and then just, it's an oops, and he yeah, goes in the back yeah, of the net, and it was important
1: for goal. legs
0: <laughs> onto the question. That's the problem. And anyway, <laughs> What have you got? What have you got? Anyway, that's not true. <laughs> there you go. Just say that again, because I think our listeners, I would have passed over. I knew I'd get there in the end. What was that? <laughs> It
1: won't be 40 quid. That's how cheap Brandon is to buy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. You know how cheap I am, guys. you
0: a disgrace, <laughs> Mr Richards. Uh, for me, it was, I agree with, like, what's gone online. I think uh, Carwell free kick at QPR. I think the I was there. The game, we weren't great. He was probably our best player up until the point that, Isaac come on, who got the equaliser. Uh no it's a recurring theme with these two. And then gets a free kick, stutter stutter, runs up, rips it in the top corner. You know, at the time when QPR well, I think was second or third in the league and flying. Mm. Um uh, just a just a brilliant goal, brilliant finish from such a young player. Um so I would go with Caldwell, so you've gone with, Dan?
1: I've gone for Caldwell-Liverpool, you've gone Caldwell-QPR, Brandon's gone,
0: Fizu. So we'll say Caldwell's won it with... Two out of the three. I
1: think. I think Brandon said when, when we when you uh, rumbled him that it was purely financial. His Uche goal, he did. <laughs> he did. He did go for Caldwell QPR. So I think we'll go no, Caldwell I'm QPR. obviously against QPR.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. we'll go.
3: I've Caldwell. seen a lot of it online. I want to, you know, bring a different aspect. That's what I do. No, no, no. We like yeah. it.
0: We'll I go stand. Caldwell QPR then, shall we? Yeah. And finally, uh, <laughs> Player of the Year. So, back to you, young B. You we want me to start? Uh,
3: this is where it gets even more controversial. Yeah, this is really difficult. <laughs> this is where it gets even more controversial. I thought it quite difficult just because, like, I don't know who really, like, highlighted in my mind. Yeah. Like, really, as our best player, and especially because the team mixed and matched throughout the whole year. That was the thing. There was so many different variations of lineups. It was quite hard to pick, which is, actually goes to the reason of who I picked. To be fair, I picked Perry NG. But let me explain. Let me explain. He's the only player that's really stayed in the side, especially at back five, because we've had so many different variations of a back five. He's the only player that has stayed in it. And he's our most appear- appeared player this year, got the most appearances with 38. So I just thought like I'd go with him. I know he's been patchy yeah, uh, in some uh, senses, but you've got to look at the
0: difference. A bit of football that comes in there and says he's appeared the most, and we're at the bottom of the table. So hey, at you. Well go. yeah. <laughs> I'm only yeah, and joking, because, but Perry, no, well then if, if you by that joking, logic, Brad, I'm no one just joking. Gets it's just right. a joke. I'm just
3: joking. Don't attack Perry and G. I feel a lot about Perry and G, alright? <laughs> I feel very passionately. <laughs> but, but yeah, but he, I know he's been patchy in um in a few times of the season. No, I agree. He I think he's a couple I think of he's had a couple steady different season. managers. Mm. Yeah, he's had a steady season, he's played in a couple of different managers, different systems, and for a player to just stay in the team. He's been only a player. Realistically, you can think of, has staying stayed in the team and
1: that shows of his appearances. DT? Uh, Ruben Caldwell, for me, because of everything we spoke about, he's our joint top goalscorer, yet yeah, he hasn't played as much as he, he should have. He's got a lot of appearances under his belt, a lot of them from the bench. He hasn't been used from the start that much, although a lot of his goals have come come off the bench, I guess. He's just given us moments, he's given us goals, he's got potential, and if you go through... Every other player in that team and uh, that squad, you go through position by position. I just don't think anyone else deserves it, I'm afraid. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Carwall for me.
0: So you've gone, I like what you've done there. So you've gone Isaac for young player. Yep, yep. And Ruben for player. That's now, what I've done. I've, I've kind of sat on the fence, splintered up, right? Because I've gone, I, I've seen drama at one player of the year, which I, I was like, huh? Uh, and I was like, okay, like, that's like impossible, isn't it? But I like, signed in January, blah, 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 we know the rest. So I was like going to just go with the flow and just say like, I'm just going to set the fence. But I'm going to go and I, I'm, I'm going to revert to what you've done there, Dan. You've gone young player and player. So I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So we're on agreement then, Isaac Davis for young player. Yeah and uh, Ruben Collwell for player of the season we've got yeah Ruben Colwell right. for, for player of the season so um, easy way out easy way out I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I say>. so, <laughs> easy way out
3: you want, you want to judge my decisions you yeah, <laughs> yeah. want to judge my decisions he said I agree uh,
0: <laughs> so I want to I, judge I, my I, decisions I, I do apologise but yeah, you know I, I, would, uh, I would I would <laughs> I would I would I, I, agree. <laughs> I agree with that. We're just having a little uh, emoji joke. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would go with that. So, otherwise, like, I was... I, I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. I was struggling. You go, go through that. Senior players, if you look at the likes of Flint, Morrison... I mean, smithy has got one. Yeah. Um, players,
1: players, player of the
0: season, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. We've got um, Bakuna... I'm talking about experienced players now. Pack, Rals. I just, I just thought, well, I, I couldn't... Morrison, not Yeah, I couldn't vote for any of you guys. Sorry, it's not been the greatest of season from our experienced heads. Um, And maybe they'll, they'll, it's a catch-22, isn't it? Because you think, oh, well, maybe they change changing managers all the time. And I think, well, if you played better, you wouldn't have to change the manager but then I think, well, if the manager had a better and clearer idea of what he wanted, he would have brought different players in, made the team stronger, which would have meant we would have been further. Up the I don't know. It's just, it's just a a, a bit of a, a a bit of a write-off for me this season. So um, yeah, I, I'm happy to go with that. So do, 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 do. we've got Cole as player of the year. So well done, there we lad. go. Goal of the year, goal of the season is Cowell.
1: versus. I QPR. Think we're all
0: agreeing, yeah. QPR goal of the season, young player of the year, Isaac Davis, player of the year, Ruben Cowell. I think I, I think that's fair. I think what, like I said, all the different moments he's at, oh, most of the best moments we're talking about, he's featured or you know scored
1: in well, and as as uh, as Brandon Leslie, Aaron Ramsey's going to clear up two of those three next season anyway so exactly
0: uh, uh, yeah absolutely exactly. It, it, we call, we'll start calling Brandon the insider there's <laughs> a section we'll have just next call me season. for a bit we'll, we'll have a section next season for the insider young <laughs> Brandon and what he's found out Sniffing on the social media amongst his young contingent of friends Trust me. The
3: Welsh for Brits Romero. A Welsh for Brits Romero. <laughs> I see what others don't
0: see. <laughs> so, listen, remember, we're on Swaz, pod on the Twitter, the Facebook, so like, love, share, most importantly, most importantly, sorry, subscribe. Let's finish as we usually do with the uh, positive ending. I So, I'm going to chuck a little curveball in here. Went to Witcher's Golf Club last week for Doc Lenox at the club uh, for his um, daughter's charity, um, Claire's, Claire's Golf Day, it was named. Uh, it was the, the proper appeal for for neurosciences. Um, I think uh, the doc is an ambassador for the charity there. It was, listen, it was an absolutely fantastic day. Unbelievable day. We had, um, I played golf with, um, yeah, Luke Giles, Gilo's son, David Giles' lad, uh, Sean and uh, David was uh, our quartet. Golf side, great to see all a lot of the lads there. Youngy was there, Gabs was there. Uh, who else? Uh, Walshy, um, Mac Ring and Doc and Gilo had organised it. It was and Jowal Charles' wife and the doc and the doc's wife as well. It was it was a superb day. It was, really was, and uh, you know, did you did you manage to catch it at all, Dan? Did you manage to hear anything about it? Yeah,
1: I saw I saw some pics of you on the club social media. So look, they're trying to build bridges, Nath, using you on uh... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was I on there?
0: Was yeah, on yeah, the yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: using you on the uh, official um, club channels. <laughs> look. You know, the, the doc's had a book out, hasn't he, about his, his, uh, his daughter and, you know, great to see everyone um, everyone get behind it. Um, Mark Ring, I had a run-in with him as a kid in Splat. We were playing baseball in the street and my mate hit a baseball at his car and he, he got out and chased us down the streets, down the back alleys of Splat. <laughs> 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 That's not like Ringo. And he caught us as well. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah. No, it looks like uh, uh, so look, the big question is, how did you get on? Did you beat the other x city? We done our rides right.
0: I think we I think we come about fourth or fifth. Uh and I, playoffs, I stink- playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> I we had I had a stink with my driving. Like I was telling <clears> the <throat> lads a story about like oh, off the tee, like once played and played with someone and they you they, they had to have a couple of drives each and it got all the way to the last hole and he he he, he cocked up his one drive, and we, we ended up losing. I told this story, and then, like, after, just my driving was all over the place, <laughs> all right? And then what happened? Sod's law, we get to the 18th, and I've still got one drive to go, and the lads are like, oh, Blake's like, we got a chance of winning here, like, come on, like, come on. So I'm thinking, oh, no. It'd be just my luck to be hitting it in the bleeding woodland now. But under pressure, I hit a brammer right down the... Uh, down the sixth, I think, we finished on at Whitchurch. Right down the centre of the fairway. So, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, but we still didn't win. I think we... I, like I said, I think we came fourth or fifth. But, um, listen, great day, great day. It, it was... Uh, I think it was called the Clarenokes Invitational. Uh, OK. Yeah. I think if you if you want to donate or anything like that, it's, it's connected... The, the prop appeal is connected to the British Heart Foundation... The email is only time, only time, as in only and time, one word, two thousand and nineteen at outlook.com and you get more information there. But honestly, it was um I was I was struggling whether I was gonna be able to make it or not. Uh ended up being able to clear my day, went there and I had a like a, a great day. It really was great day out, great day, and for uh for a brilliant cause as well. So, and the,
1: the big thing, and the, you know, another thing, a little side thing, perhaps, not a big thing, that our listeners will want to know. You mentioned Danny Gabadon, talks about Cardiff City on another podcast. Did what Sw- podcast did, is that? Did Swazpod beat Edgefoff? That's what we want to know. <laughs>
0: of course. <laughs> there you oh. go. Of course. Apparently Danny had a couple of good putts. Uh, I don't think he, his team wouldn't say much more on that. But, uh, listen, I, I had a bit of a stinger to be fair. I pulled out some worldly shots here and there, but <laughs> nothing worth talking about. It's standard, isn't it? You know, may, may, maybe birdie in a hole and birdie the a hole, and I hit a you know six iron about two hundred odd yards, and then sunk a a, a a ten foot putt. So that was probably the highlight of my day. You know what I mean? But what a day! Wonderful day. So big congrats to everybody who was involved and. Uh, You know, fantastic day as well. Big congrats and a big thank you to Whitchurch Golf Club because um, they were brilliant. It was just just a brilliant day. Lovely day, warm, sunny. Hats off to you all. Right, let's kick off with the final of our top five. But This week, I've got a surprise for you. I'm going to try and give... More of an eclectic top five, which I know Dan will love, or I think Always. Dan will love. Of course will. And then I've got a little five, which I'll leave you with the rest of the season and until we catch up again next season. So, Brand, have you got a top five for us? Have I got a top five? Yes, oh, I oh, got oh, a top oh, five. Oh. My, name's My name's not Dan Spike. My name's not Dan I've, got a, <laughs> I've <laughs> got a
1: top five
0: here. What? Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so, Come on and be Julia,
3: let's hear right, it. I've got, I've got for Banking On Me by Gunner. Mm-hmm. It's a new tune. Mm-hmm. I've gone Free Mind by Thames. It's my favourite tune at the moment. Really nice, good for the soul. Mm-hmm. i got Charmaine by Plan B. Uh, okay. Intro To Me by Dusty Locane And London, which is from Beer Feet J. Cole.
0: Landan.
1: Landan. It's a good tune, that is, Nate. If you like
3: that tune.
0: DT. What you got for me, Look, baby?
1: I'll go last because I saw what your theme. Okay. I saw what your theme was, and I wouldn't want to have any crossovers.
0: Okay, <laughs> so our theme was revolution. Number one was Tracy Chapman, talking about a revolution. Okay, uh, Bob Dylan, blowing in the wind. Nice. Yeah, and you like that one, DT. Uh, number three. Stereophonics Fly Like an Eagle. Absolutely love that tune. Yeah. Uh, number four, Steve Miller brand. Brand the Joker. Classic. You like that DT? I know it's all over you. That's a bit of you. Uh the fifth is Thin Lizzy, The boys are back in town. Oh yeah. Did. He, did, he, did, he, did he. And then I've gone a little solely kind of vibe. Um, it's uh, Jungle Casio. Trust me, find that tune, you'll love it. It's a bit eclectic, solely uh, Luther Vandross, the night I fell in, night, the night I fell in love, the night that I fell in love with you. Well, I wish I could sing. You know that program? They say anyone can sing. I'm telling you now, it's not true. <laughs> Uh Method Man say Master KG Jerusalem. Have you heard that tune? Jerusalem? Brand, Jerusalem, no, trust me. And the video with the kids dancing. Absolute classic. And we'll finish with um J Mo's, George Benson. Never give up on a good thing. Never give up on a good, good thing. thing. Yeah. Elvis was singing that as well, was he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: you can see me at the uh, Porth Call Weekender in, <laughs> in September playing the high tide. Uh, first drinks free for Swazpod listeners. So, my, um, uh, my riffing off, off Revolution Nath. So, yeah. first song is by Primal Scream and it's called Kill All Hippies. Like just this oh. electro crazy banger. That's a bit strong, isn't it? destroy that that kill all hippies that's how it goes it's great okay. uh, second one i think you like is by the jam eaten rifles oh yes. Rifles. Yes, yes uh great song about revolution i guess uh then i got a bit of prince with let's go crazy Ooh, a <laughs> uh what a tune Absolute classic. uh then i've got stevie wonder with living for the city
0: uh, Living for the city.
1: I remember um, singing that at home once and my sister was like, do they sing that at Cardiff City? Is that a Cardiff City song? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. He should, should, yeah. should be. So that's, that's your Job City fans to uh, recreate Living for the City by Stevie Wonder with lyrics including Reuben Caldwell for next season. Uh, and then my last one, Bob Dylan, Ballad of a Thin Man, and this has got a Cardiff City reference because I remember we were on a terrible run under Dave Jones, and Ali Ali played this song. He'd always play a song before to wind up the away fans, or after to uh, comment on the game. And the uh, the lyric of this song is something is happening here, but you don't know what it is, do you, Mister Jones? And I was just thinking, how mad. As I was leaving, I was like, how mad is it that. This guy's being paid by the club to like play songs ragging up the manager.
0: But I was li- I was loving it. So um, yeah, we miss miss Ali. <laughs> we do miss Ali. He was a legend on the uh, on the card of City Tannoy. I have to say that. So um listen, that's it for a season, another season. You know. Sick. Uh best of luck to Wales in their playoff final on the fifth. Fingers crossed. Let's hope. That happens. I can't believe they've got so many games in June, by the way. I know, I know. I'm mm. like, what is all that about? Does FIFA want to make any more money? You know, talk about blood out of a stone.
1: What I would say is, Wales have got to get to the World Cup so Nate can, oh. uh, we can get some little videos from Nate from Qatar. I, Absolutely. I don't know what we're, oh, mind you, the championship will fit. Yeah, funny old season. Starts early, doesn't it? It's going to be crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah, so yeah. true. Because it
0: starts in November and it doesn't finish till. Early to mid-December, the final. But the, cha- the championship nice. starts on the 30th of July, I think. Yeah, I know. So uh-huh. it's like practically uh, season's over. You're back in pre-season in four weeks. Yeah, man. We need. But to- you can because you've got international week, international month. So yeah. you'll probably get... You're, you're pr- lucky to get 10 days holiday this year, if you're a pro, uh, playing international football. Lucky to get 10 days holiday. Twelve month a year job, can you believe it? Shock <gasps> <laughs> horror! Doing something you love and getting paid, brother. <laughs> getting paid. So listen, remember we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, the Facebook. Remember to like, love, share, comment, and most of all, subscribe. It's been a how can we say indifferent season. So let's hope our fortunes go up. And uh a bit better for next season. Great having Hannah on, you know, hopefully we'll get her on a few more times next season. And uh you never know, she could become a regular. We could have a Cardiff City women's podcast. We about talk about
1: that. we talk about how it's been a long season and goals like against Huddersfield and Blackpool felt like ages away having Hannah on this podcast just today feels like a long time ago. I was just to say that. <laughs>
0: well, I, I thought well, we've left, we've like left our, our audience with a, a, an hour and a half programme. Yeah. So they, they can walk, stop, start, listen. There's plenty to talk about. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, like, like the man said, it's time to say goodbye. I mean, that would be a great t- tune to go on with. One thing,
1: one thing we should say as well is you'll have heard the, the love Jeff White Motors get every, see, every, every episode from Nath. You know, if you want to sponsor Swazpod next season, lots of different opportunities to be our main sponsor or to sponsor the top fives or sponsor jams Mint and Moan. And, you know, we do this for the love. So anyway, we can um, keep the, the costs of putting it together, ticking over. We'd, we'd love to shout about your business to all of our listeners. Good shout, DT.
0: I mean, you know, just you know, little bit of, little bit here, a little bit there. All helps, you know, the dedication and the conversation. So yeah, great shout, man. With that, there's only one thing for me to say, and that is that's a wrap. It's over. Bluebirds. This has been a Jams and Mr. B production.